I think that everybody's forgot. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Indeed and In Truth Ministries podcast. This is the third installment of a 10-part series that we're doing, and we're bringing people in and letting them share their testimony about things that God's done for them. So today with me in the studio is my buddy, Brandon. Brandon, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. What's up? And it's, it's going to be a lot more fun with him because he is just as wild as I am. So this is this is going to be fun. So Brandon with without any serious question, we got to talk about this. I want you to just tell people about you. Just just for a quick just if you had to sum you up in like a sentence, what would it be? Spontaneous. That's the best you got. <laughs> the best I got right now. Okay. Running low on juice. It says I'm running low on juice. So well, after we're done recording, I think we're planning for a fire and some other stuff. So, um, so anyways, uh, so I guess where we'll start at is what, what brought you to salvation? Like, we'll just start right on the head. Like what, what brought you into salvation? Like, where was you at in life that you were like, okay, yeah, I'm not doing this again. So I actually grew up in the church environment. My parents were always going to church, my siblings as well. Uh, as a kid, I really didn't mess around too much with that type of stuff, so I, I, I never contemplated it. Right. So what did I end up doing is I ended up actually falling away from God, and then later in my years of my teenage years, uh, I really started contemplating uh, because I started having a self-identification issue. And that's where I really started questioning things. And uh, my family being the, not religious type, but... Holy rollers. Well, you, I've met your mom. You definitely <laughs> could say that. I mean, she would fit the bill to a T. Um, my parents always loved me and everything. So, I mean, it was all good. But um, I ended up venturing out on my own and, you know, tasting the sweetness, quote unquote, of the world. So... Um, I found myself just wanting more, and then I eventually found myself lost. Right. And then that's where I began to really hunker down, and uh, God started showing me things and, and touching me in different ways that I had never thought possible. So uh, that's kind of where it all began. And when that happened, I just found myself wanting more of this. Uh, I, I eventually became so enthralled that I just— wanted to read the Bible. I wanted to continue talking about God. And then, you know, you, you get the, uh, fire shut up in your bones kind of feeling. And that's where I am today. And, it, and that's what I want to keep doing. And I want to grow into. So you said that, you know, you was tasting what the world had to offer, which was what you consider to be sweet. So would you say that the scripture where it talks about, you know, taste and see, that the Lord is good. Like, would you say that's something that God's fulfilled in your life? Yes. God has been good to me in many ways that I can count, whether it's by the blessing of friends, family, or just spending time with him and him unfolding things to me and showing them to me in a different way. Um, you know, looking back, you know, all those things that I did wasn't a perversion. And we're called to be holy. 
anything outside of that is a perversion. So I finally started realizing that th this is not how God meant for man to live. And so I eventually started studying and learning, and then I ended up having a church that I could come to and a pastor, which blossomed into a friendship, which had more friendships. And it, it's just grown from there, and I hope it continues to grow. You're talking about the church and having a, having a church and having a relationship with pastors and stuff like that that just kind of helped you grow. So do you think you would be where you're at in your faith walk now if you didn't have any of those relationships? Yes, because I would have not had the pushing in my life that I needed because I often spend time alone. And, you know, in my past, I was comfortable with that. And I never had that pushing. And when I was exposed to these friendships, uh, God really started dealing with me that I needed to step out of my comfort zone. And he's used people, pastors, friends, family, to push me to be more than that. Well, and it's funny you say that because I remember Pastor Phil, he used to get on me for this all the time. He used to tell me all the time that I couldn't be an island unto myself. And it's funny because you literally, like, I'm one of those people that push you, and I'm one of those people that kind of get on you and stuff like that. But it's for the exact same purpose, actually, because it, it's the same thing he did to me. Because I was the exact same way. I didn't like, you know, I was cool being by myself. I didn't need nobody else around. But, you know, Jesus has called us to win souls. And you can't win souls if you're out there hanging out and doing things all on your own, you know, because... He did, you know, and, and, and it's funny because even like, you know, some of the more recent meetings, I won't give to the nature of those meetings, but some of the more recent meetings that I've gotten to be a part of, that's been a topic of discussion is they've been really talking about, you know, how human interaction and human contact and just, and just being out there and being involved with people just in general, even if it's just at the store to get something, um, whatever it is, you know, just going out there and being involved with people because we were designed for contact. Think about the marriage between a husband and wife. You know, that is, you know, that that's a, that's as close as what Jesus to the church is, you know, how we're supposed to love our wives like Jesus loved the church. So, uh, and just so anybody wants to know, Brandon's single ladies. So as, uh, you know, I, I thinking about it from that aspect, you know, it's, it's important that we, we maintain those relationships. We keep those relationships and that we're always leaving a door open. Um, so that way, if, if someone was to walk, past us in the store or something like that they felt like they could come and talk to us um you know because we, we 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 have to be that light and there for a long time i did not like that you know i'm like uh no you know what i'm saying like i'm like arguing and throwing down with the holy ghost like i felt like uh was it jacob that mm -hmm. he wrestled the angel and broke his hip yeah that's how i feel sometimes because <laughs> i don't want to go out there and do it. i mean I, I definitely have felt that and i i still do but you know, it's it's me, you know, it's my flesh warring against my spirit. You know, uh, God's called us to love. And if we right. do not expose that love, how are we expected to win souls for the kingdom? You have a key. Exactly. Why not share, you know, that availability to everybody? And, uh, you know, God's kind of been dealing with me about that because, you know, if you're not willing to share your testimony or how you overcame things, you know, how how are you going to expect to go out there and be able to to win people to be like hey this is my testimony this is how we overcome 
You know, we have to do those things and it strengthens one another. You know, it's funny you said that because literally for like the last two episodes, I believe I've talked about that exact same thing. And I've mentioned that and said, you know what? People can argue doctrine with us all day long, you know, and some people will argue it with you all day long. But what they can't argue is our testimony. They can't argue when God did something for us as much as they want to, uh, but they just can't. They can't can't argue with that. So so with that being the topic, people can't argue with your testimony. Now, I know you did some traveling and stuff like that for school, and then you end up coming back and stuff like that. So was that a part of the the journey where God was just moving to reveal himself to you in a new way? Was that a part of that? Or was that something that led up to when it's like, hey, okay, look, no, I need to commit? Or was this something you'd already committed to, and then this was just part of the journey as you was moving on? So when I moved down south of Ohio, I was at that moment where it's like, I'm going to do this. This is my way. I'm not interested in what anybody else has to say. I was pursuing my own goals, my own desires. While God has a habit of using things around us that we most definitely do not expect him to use. So when I moved down there, my aunt, my grandmother, they were prominent in my life at that period of time because I'd been down there for a year and they believed in God with all their heart. And soon enough, it eventually rubbed off on me. And then I started questioning myself like, God, what am I doing down here? You know, I feel more alone now that I'm down here because I don't know anybody down here. I know not a soul. The only people I know is my family. And so it was a moment where I was like, what do I do? And then finally, you know, I began to be in a relationship with God and I, I started questioning things and I would ask my aunt, my grandmother, you know, what do you think about these things? Or, you know, you know, what's the Bible say about this? And pretty soon my, um, you know, intellectual desires, you know, they were, they were like wanting to know more. And so I think that's kind of what pushed me and pushed me to go. And then, um, eventually I just, I, I I did what I went to do down there to do, and eventually, you know, God called me back up here, and that's, I mean, he's not stopped there. Right, and that's where you've been ever since. You've been stuck with me for the last couple of years. Yeah, stuck. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, <clears throat> people listening are probably kind of curious, so do you want to shed light on our story, or do you want to... Do you want me to shed light on our story and how that took place? <laughs> um, I, It doesn't matter to me. I mean, if you want to share it, go for it. Okay, I'm totally going to share it because okay. this is good stuff. Because <laughs> this is, well, this is a part of your testimony, man. This is a part of where God's growing you and he's and he's, and he's he's enlarging you mm-hmm. as a person. Not only but as enlarging you as a person, but he's your love level's increasing. You know, you're putting yourself out there and you're trying to be available for God to use you. But I remember you hadn't really talked to too many people. Me and you talked passingly there for a little while. Passingly. Passingly. And uh, I remember Pastor Phil was preaching, and he looked at you, and he just straight. He said, "You've got till such and such day, and you better have somebody that you're attached to in this church, because if not, I'm assigning someone to you." And it was hilarious because what was what nobody knew actually was later that literally that weekend. Uh, I think that happened on a Thursday night, and it was that weekend um, was the men's breakfast for the church. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I I got up that morning, and I don't usually go to those, you know, I don't usually go, and I'm not usually in that kind of stuff. I'm kind of heavily involved in some other things, um, 
and I'm not trying to make excuses for it, but I just, I don't go and get too involved in it unless I just really feel led by the Holy Ghost to be there. Well, that particular morning I woke up and I was already getting ready and I didn't know why I was just already up getting ready. I got a phone call and he said, Hey, um, you know, I, would you go up there? Are you planning to go? And I was like, well, yeah, kinda. He's like, good meetings yours today. That's, that was the phone call. He said, meetings yours today. Yeah, it seems like he has a tendency to do yeah. that. <laughs> so I get up there, and I didn't even know you were going to him, you know? And so we're sitting up there at the, uh, I think it was, I think we hadn't ate yet. Or maybe we ate, and then, because we had, a, you know, we talked, and, you know, everybody was kind of sharing what they were believing God for for the year and stuff like that. Uh, and I definitely, anybody listening, I would encourage you that any time that you get the opportunity to be in to be put in the middle of a bunch of uh, men of God that are willing to invest in you. It is worth every uncomfortable feeling that you'll ever go through. Absolutely. And this is literally just, it just attributes to that because, you know, I was uncomfortable. And to my knowledge, I didn't even know you would, you was making that a habit of being there at all. And I don't know how many times you had, how many times did you have been there before that? I had actually went a couple times, actually. Uh, he was really, putting me on the spot he's like you know you you should you should come to these and he kept inviting me and i'm like i don't want to be surrounded by these people but you know taking the chance to do that obviously made me grow because i got to see emotions and affections and circums and situations that i would have never heard or seen from other people that i can associate with so um so when that happened we were sitting there and we was talking and I think Borderlands 3 was what we was talking about. And you're like, have you seen it? And I was like, yeah, I've seen it. It looks pretty wild. And you're like, yeah, it does. And that was it. Said it was done deal. <laughs> we exchanged gamer tags. And then I think you sealed the deal with, you actually got me a copy of it. And then you brought it to me. To yeah. Church. yeah, I did. <laughs> and then I think we tried to play it. Or maybe you didn't have good internet or something like that. I tried to play it with somebody. I don't remember who it was. But I remember that. And I that, that was just kind of, it like, it just slowly springboarded us, and then that's probably been that cut. Well, that's been over a year ago at least. Uh, yeah, a it's, it's, uh, it's probably actually more going on two, maybe three years. See, I think it, see that's what I was thinking because you was in the church for probably almost a year before yeah. we really started talking and stuff yeah. like that. And I think me and you've been like talking regularly. You know, at least for almost a couple of years, I was pretty sure that it was pretty close. Because I've had that game for quite some time. Yeah. Now. It's weird. I always attach, like, my memories to something specific that happens or something that I get in that time frame. And then I try to, like, figure out how long I've had it. Right. Or how long something's happened based on how long I've had that item. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm horrible with time. <laughs> <laughs> so... So that just kind of, that just that really just kind of hits on the head what you was trying to drive home about God just expanding you and giving you opportunities to grow beyond yourself. So do you feel like if, if you had to say something to someone who was listening to this podcast, what would you say to them to encourage them to take the plunge and jump out of the boat? If I had to say something to someone who was struggling with that, I just tell them, take the chance. Be obedient. You never know what God can flourish from nothing. And that's the best thing because when Pastor Phil told me that you need to look for people to extend out to, I thought, who does this man think he is? Right. I ain't going to join that. the club. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, you know, he pushed me. And, you know, we need to strengthen one another. And 
you know, we're only going to be able to do that if we reach out to one another. Uh, you know, as you often said, iron sharpens iron. So we need to be able to have that accessibility, the availability and those type of things, because once people do it, they're going to find a whole new resource to be able to pull from. And I think that's a big thing for Christians. Well, and not just that, but to add what you just said, you said iron sharpens iron. You also have to learn how to discern when there are people in your life that are, um, they're dulling you. Because I've had a situation like that, and I refused to accept the fact that this individual was dulling me out. Uh, and I actually had someone, I wouldn't say we were super close friends, but he was just a friend, and he said something to me about it. He said, you know what? He's like so-and-so. He's like, I already know what's going on. I see how it's been happening, and they are dulling you. And it had never dawned on me. Like, it really never hadn't. And I was like, you know what? Like, no, you're right. You know, and I had to separate from that person. So being able to do that, I think, is also very important. Um, so for the, the cap and the time limit that we have on these currently, we're only running them about 20 minutes or so. So after some editing happens, you know, we get all the breath out of there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we get into that, like that anywhere between that 16 to 18 minute long kind of thing. Um, so we've made a habit of two things. Well, first off, I want to say if you're listening, uh, and you want to share praise reports or you want to, re- uh, get prayer requests in or stuff like that, you can reach out to indeed in truth ministries at gmail.com. You can send those to us and we'll have a team and we'll be prepared and ready to pray for those things. Um, and the other thing that we're going to do, and we do it at the end of each episode, but we're going to do an altar call. Now I challenged Amber on the last episode to do the altar call and she, she was shaking her head going crazy. She's like, no, I'm not doing it. So I'm going to challenge you now. Do you want to do the altar call or do you want me to do it? So he's over there shaking his head too. <laughs> it, it honestly doesn't matter to me. Okay. Well, if you don't do the altar call, uh, you'll have to pray us out. And then uh, even if you do do the altar call, you still got to pray us out. So <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay. I'll do the altar call. I'll give you a little room to that. Okay. So if, if, if you're hearing the message and you're hearing some of this, you know, we're going to get into a lot deeper topics the farther into this that we go. But really, like, we're just laying the foundation and we're just really trying to make sure that people understand that when you come in, you tune in, you listen to something we're putting out there. You know, we are faith-filled people. We're people who've had experiences with God. We're people who... Who, who know who Jesus is, and we want you to know who Jesus is. So if you're listening and you're thinking like, wow, that's awesome, you know, or you're at a place in life, I don't care, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, however long this thing exists, I just want you to just take a few minutes with me, and you can just, you can sit right there, you don't have to do anything special, we just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I recognize that I'm not in position to be in relationship with you. And God, I confess my sin before you and that Jesus is the only way. And I accept today Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. And from this day forward, I will live for you because he died for me. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So now you gotta, now you got to pray us out. Father, we come to you now. We thank you for the time that we've spent together to be able to talk amongst one another. Father, we also thank you for people in our lives that are there to push us, there to open our insecurities for us. We thank you for those people and the pastors and the family members, everyone who's there. Father God, we ask that you bless them and that you bless this ministry and all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen.
So tune in next time for episode four of the Indeed and In Truth Ministry podcast.